I'd like to talk to you this morning about two people, the Apostle Paul and Nero, the emperor. I think that Paul, uh, as far as his death, there's a lot of things that are unsure. It doesn't talk about it in the Bible. Not that I could find as far as for certain. And uh, we have a lot of historians, people that were around, Roman senators, Josephus, people that were there that weren't necessarily believers. So the story, you get a lot of different stories if you read a lot of different commentaries. So I'm going to do the best I can to just give you some details that are commonly believed. And at the end of the day, I want to give you verses that Paul said that would inspire you to do the same thing he did. Paul mocked death. As soon as he saw the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ revealed himself to Paul. Yes. It changed his life. Yes, it did. Amen. His life was no longer his own. It's not our life. It wasn't his. He didn't care about it. His, his whole life was the ministry magnifying his office. He was an apostle chosen by God to have one purpose, and he was going to do the best he could to fulfill that, and he did. I think it takes a special person or enemy to really magnify our faith. Mm-hmm. And we have an enemy. Just as, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, we can say it was man, we can say it was Nero, but you think of Satan, think of the devil, think of the enemy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And so we have these examples, you know, um, some verses to think about as far as the apostles are concerned. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4, 9, he said, For I think that God hath set forth us the apostles last, as it were appointed to death. For we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men. They were the off-scouring of the world. Um, Some things that, as far as age go, I find this amusing. I think Paul, roughly based upon the, the dates that I got, he was close to 60 when he died, when he lost his life, when he was martyred. Uh, Nero was close to 30. You know, the wicked shall not live out half their days. I love the fact that God's word is true, you know, and the Lord's magnified even in that. Nero was a special guy. He was young when he, when he started his reign. He was roughly 16 years old. Um, he, he was a narcissistic psychopath. Mm-hmm. Uh, his tutors, he had some good guys apparently, back in the day, but it didn't do anything for him. His mother basically kind of ruled for him with the senators, the Praetorian Guard that were over him. They kind of led things at the time while he was young, kind of coming into his own. Not a whole lot of discipline. He was kind of free reign, did what he wanted to. Um, he ended up killing his mom, having her murdered. Uh, he ended up having his first wife murdered and supposedly his second wife. Uh, he, he was very into himself. He would have, apparently he thought of himself as an artist. Uh, his last words, apparently, by his wife that was next to him, was when he was dying, committing suicide, were, what an artist is lost in me. That's, that's, that's apparently his last words based upon his wife at the time, her, uh, her recollection. Uh, he, uh, he wanted to build a 100-acre compound to kind of really solidify his reign. And he wanted a statue that was about 120 feet tall of himself to be in the middle of this thing. And uh, to do that, so there's a lot of rumors and speculation. Uh, apparently, he was responsible for bur- burning somewhere between a third to three quarters of Rome down. Right. Again, all this, there's a lot of speculation. Whether or not he was responsible, a lot of people believed he was. And so to take the attention off of himself, he started blaming the Christians. 
We figured yes. that's they're they're an easy target. Yes. You know, they're we're going to round them up, and he found very creative ways to to exercise his cruelty and torture, and, and found great joy in it. Um, he liked to gather them up and wrap them up in skins, animal skins, and have wild dogs eat them. And he'd make it a spectacle. He'd make it a show for everybody. He was trying to take the attention off of him. So he's blaming the Christians. And around this time is around the time that Paul and Peter ended up being martyred, that this, this great fire happened sometime in the, six, in the early 60s, 60 AD, 64. Again, accounts changed. The dates aren't uh, important. Um, all that's important is he wanted that attention to get off of him, and he, with a vengeance, went after the Christians right. and put all the attention on them and made it a show. He would have what you call garden parties. He would uh, dip Christians in pitch, stick them on stakes, and light them up to illuminate his garden while he had parties at his palace. Uh, he would gather them up and put them in the arenas and have wild beasts. He liked lions. Lions would come out, and it would be, it would be a show. Watch the lions eat the Christians. So there was no, you know, his, his appetite for cruelty was, this guy was, he was a special kind of sicko. Um, but I think it takes that, because all it does is really forge everybody else's faith that, that's right. affected by it. Uh, and, you know, you, you don't know it, but you're being pursued by, by a lion. And it is forging your faith. Mm-hmm. It's just a different kind of trial. You have, you're being overwhelmed by lusts and the flesh, it, it, your, your appetite and you have to crucify it and kill it. Um, I just want to read some verses. Paul, when he, when he heard the good news, when he saw what he saw, um, he was set. Uh, he had one goal in mind. There was a crown set before him, and that's all he cared about. Um, so here's some verses to think about. Um, when, when you write Philippians 121 and you say, For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If that's your answer, that's your outlook on life, Christ. You give me breath, Christ. You want to take my life, Christ. It doesn't matter. Amen. This is my end. Right. So, I mean, he was, he was, the guy had a laser focus on his, on his task, and it was because of what the Lord revealed to him. In fact, Paul was special. Paul, Paul knew a man once and, and had to be humbled because of what was revealed to him. So imagine what he could have told you. Right. Think right. about what he did tell you that's, that's sufficient right. mm-hmm. and then the things that he wasn't allowed to tell you. Uh, that's, that's pretty impressive. The fact that what we have is enough and sufficient, let alone there's more, we know there's more. Amen. Um, Paul would say, he, Paul had to comfort other believers. Like, this baffles me. Like, other believers had a hard, harder time with what was going on. Paul's over there, what's your problem? Don't get down, don't get sad. You know, Paul's over there saying things like in 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, for I am now ready to be, I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Yes. Yeah. Paul's over there encouraging people while he's encouraging himself, and I think that's what we're called to do. I mean, we should be glad. No matter what the circumstance or situation is, we have the answers to everything, and we should be joyful. We should rejoice. You know, you got James telling you, as far as trials are concerned, we don't have trials, not like Paul did. Right. Um, it's speculated that he was beheaded 
And it was around the same time Peter ended up, again, speculation was crucified. We know he was martyred, but and you hear the story about him being crucified upside down, saying he wasn't worthy. But neither one of them, Peter had the sense of death in him as, as well. He's like, as long as I'm in this tabernacle, I'm going to stir you up in remembrance. Right. 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 I'm going to keep telling you the same thing because this is where it's at. This is where the, 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 the power is. And there was great power. Uh, these men were not afraid. They, they, were, they were set. And if we have that same kind of focus, we, we can have that confidence. Paul mocked mortality in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He mocked it. I mean, wrap your mind around that. When you can mock mortality, mortality swallowed up in immortality. He said, oh, death, where's your sting? That's right. It's incredible, the, the statements that Paul would make. Um, Paul, Galatians 2.20, Crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not, I don't, want, I don't want to emphasize the blood and the gore and the guts and all that. That's not the emphasis. The emphasis is the, the faith and the prize. That's the emphasis. The emphasis right. is how can a man face such adversity and persecution and yet at the same time mock it and count it but a light thing. A light, he, and he would even say these light afflictions. Yes. You know, th- this is a man who knew some good news. He had some good news. He had a great message. He had, there was something powerful that this guy knew, some knowledge, some wisdom, and that's what gave him the strength. And I think that, uh, you know, the day and time that we live in, are, we live in perilous times of the last days. You need, to, you need to understand that. You need to understand that they're no less perilous than going before Nero. Right. The enemy is, is just as wicked, just as bloodthirsty today as he was when Paul was getting his head chopped off. You're in the same situation, and if you don't believe that, if you don't know it, it's because you're not in this word. You're not reading it. You're not understanding it correctly. You are being pursued. There is a ravenous lying trying to eat you, and there is a fight. There is a war. There is a battle, and Paul was, you know, he spent his life trying to let you know, here's the warfare. Here's the weapons. Here's the success. Here's the victory. Christ is the victory. He has paid it all. The battle's been fought. We've already won. We're more than conquerors in all of this. You know, he just spent his life trying to encourage us and those that would come after him no matter what happens. And so as far as the idea of a a martyr, you know, I would just encourage us to, to, to really go back when we first heard that good news and remember how it affected you, how it changed your life, the power of that word and, and what it meant. And I think sometimes we can, we get busy. We get, we get you know, there's thorns out there. You know, there's, there's rocky soil, there's rocky seasons. There's different seasons where that word just doesn't have that same effect that it should, you know. And uh, I just pray that uh, Paul's words, what we're going to hear today, we would be encouraged by his faith and his steadfastness to, to be able to face death. But I will leave you with this. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and I'm going to just give you bits and pieces. You know, Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, yes. that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Yes, Lord. Nobody's going to come in here and chop your head off today. 
Nobody's going to come in here with a Roman cross and stick you on it and crucify you. But know that you are being pursued, that there's definitely somebody who wants to see your demise. And what you do with this word that you're going to hear today is going to be the difference of life and death, what you choose to do with it and what kind of ground it falls on. And that's labor, that's work. Uh, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. Uh, Lord's not done with us yet. We haven't been perfected. Our faith can still be refined. There's still a fight. There's still a battle. There's still an enemy. And, and you know, what we do today is preparing us for victory tomorrow, uh, whether that be death. Things can change in the blink of an eye. Uh, you know, the Christians were relatively uh, at ease or peace until that fire broke out. That fire happened, it lasted for six days, and after that it was on. Nero was after them. With a, I mean, it can happen like that. Something can happen in this government, in, in, in this life that we have. It can change in the bleak, blink of an eye. So just, just keep that in mind, and let's, let's prepare ourselves for that day, whatever it may be, whether the Lord come and get us or, you know, whether we end up going to the grave first. We'll have that confidence that Paul had, and uh, let's, let's do some exploits. Amen. Amen.